Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. have a Bible, start uh, making your way to the book of Matthew. We're going to be in the book of Matthew today. The first chapter, we're going to talk about Christmas. We're going to talk about things that happen that sometimes don't make any sense. So the book of Matthew, first chapter, if you're there, just say, Amen. I'm reading from the NIV version. Not only the NIV version, but the tiny, tiny version. I got it like, what is this? I thought my hands was getting longer, but no, it's just that I can't see. Anyways, it's going to come out on the screen. If you don't have a Bible, just uh, ask your neighbor if you can take a peek. If, he's, if he or she says no, it says, what kind of a Christian are you? You know, what's going on with you? <laughs> but hey, let's have fun in church today and let's see what God has for us. So if you're there, we're going to start reading. Okay, we're going to start reading. And I'm going to start reading in verse 18. And it says this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Uh Uh-oh. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law. Here we see a first hint about Joseph. Because we don't know a lot about Joseph, but here we see a first hint about Joseph. It says he was faithful to the law. And it doesn't mean that he was a, a cop or a soldier or anything like that. It just means that he followed the law of Moses at the time. And yet, did not want to expose her to public disgrace he had in mind to divorce her quietly so we also see here that joseph was not a bad guy that he was a guy that um, liked to take the high road but after he had considered this an angel of the lord appeared to him in a dream and said joseph son of david another hint about joseph he wasn't just a regular guy he came from the line of kings he came from a line of royalty he came from the line of david It says, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophets. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means got with us verse 24 says when joseph woke up he did what the angel of the lord had commanded him and took mary home as his wife but he did not consummate the marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name of jesus what an awesome story here and out of this few verses for the next uh, few minutes i'm gonna share a, a message with you that i have titled when things don't make sense so if you're taking note just write that at the top of your of your of your note of your page when things don't make sense and again if you're here for the first or second time man this is a time where you can lean in and try to figure out what we're all about but we're going to talk about things that really in life go haywire because how many know that we could be having the best life we could be having we could be going in the best road in the best way and all of a sudden it only takes a second for things not to make sense. How many of you guys know that? Okay, okay, is, am I the only one that has happened to me? Like, that there, there's things that I'm saying, hey, everything is going good. 
But then I'm thinking in the back of my mind, when is the other shoe going to drop? Anybody think like that? And, and, th- and that's, that's life. Things can happen like that. Things, all of a sudden things happen that do not make sense. That do not make sense at all. And for the next few minutes, that's what we're going to try to unpack. We're going to try to go back and see uh, what this has to do with Joseph and Mary. What does it have to do with a Christmas story? What does it have to do with us? Because, you know, like we said before, we just don't come here to, to take a, a few notes, to listen to a guy get up here and speak for 30 minutes. We want to find something that God can say to us. So now let's just uh, take the next uh, few moments to pray, and then we're just going to dive in. So let's bow our heads and let's, let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you that we can come to you, and we can sing to you, and we can have fun. And now we can just get fed by your word, and we just want to leave here different than how we came in father speak to us our ears are open to hear from you our hearts are open to receive from you our minds are open to see what you have for us in jesus name everyone said okay so when i threw that that title up on the screen when it says when things don't make sense i know that something started going through your mind Right, because everybody sitting out there is going okay uh, yeah there are some things in my life that don't make sense some of them are funny some of them are not so funny Right, I'm going to give you some examples of I think some things that don't make sense in my life that it's, it could be funny, but it could not be so, so funny. I mean, I, I'm a frequent flyer. I fly airplanes. I mean, I can't, I can't fly it on my own, but I fly air, airplanes every now and then. So, uh, and I, I, maybe some of you guys fly also, but there's something that happens in an airplane every single time that I get on it that doesn't, don't make sense to me. And this is, this is what happens. You know, you go up and you sit down and you strap yourself in and you're trying to like, you got your headphones and you, you're ready to go and you maybe you're snapping a shout or two about, hey, so you can post on Instagram and saying, yeah, bye bye 305 or something like that. And something like that, right? Yeah, you all do it. You know you do it. But anyways, you come back and just as a plane is ready to take off, what happens? Sir, can you put your seat in the upright position? Well, that to me doesn't make sense. And I tell you why, because it's only six inches that the seat moves, right? So it was like, why do I got to put it in an upright position? Sir, you need to put it in a safety reason. Safety reason? What, what, do I go from, from there to here? Is that, what does that mean? What does, I mean, so that doesn't make sense to me, right? So hey, that's one of the things that I'm, 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 I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense to me. Something else that doesn't make sense to me, and I don't know if it, this makes sense to you or not. And it has to do with one of my favorite food groups. I love pizza. That's my favorite food. That's my favorite. Does anybody love pizza here? Yeah, right? Okay, I tell you what. Okay, let, let, let me throw this at you. Pizza, for the most part, is made in round pies, right? So if it's baked in round pies, why does it come in a square box? That doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make, and I don't know, and I ask, and I, I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me, right? So, so that's something else. You might be thinking, that guy up there is whacked. Pastor Alex, get him out of there. <laughs> but, but check this out. Something else that doesn't make sense to me. Maybe this happens to you too. You go to the dentist, right? You got to go to a cleaning or you got to do something. You got to go every six months or so, and they get you on the chair, and then you got, you, you got your mouth wide open, and maybe they give you a shot or something, and they got that stuff that sucks. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like that, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? All right? And then as you're there sitting and, you know, your, your, your blood pressure is probably sky high, what happens? The dentist starts asking you questions. <laughs> Does it make sense to you that you can't answer? <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to say? <laughs> That's what comes out of your mouth. <laughs> Right? When he's asking you, I don't know. And then if, if they gave you shots, then what happens? You start drooling, then you get embarrassed. And you, you, don't, you just, oh, guys, please, earth, open up and swallow me. I don't want to talk about it. But anyway, those are things that don't make sense. And those are funny things. 
And those are funny things. But the same way that we're talking about funny things that don't make sense, maybe this year, as we get into the Christmas season, there's some serious things that have happened in our lives that don't make sense. There's some things in our lives that we're saying, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me that I lost a loved one this in 2016. And how am I going to celebrate Christmas? It doesn't make sense to me that after 25 years in a job, I lost a job without any reason. They just told me one day I walked in and they say, hey, you gotta, uh, we don't have a job for you anymore. It doesn't make sense that, that all of a sudden, I don't know if I'm going to have enough money, enough money to, pay, uh, to buy my kids Christmas gift. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that my son or my daughter doesn't talk to me. It doesn't make sense that a brother or a sister is hooked on drugs. It, that's what happened in 2016. Things do not make sense. But if you're here like that, I mean, that happens, it's happening to you and it's happened to me. And this year, it didn't make sense that someone in my family, 28 years old, no longer here. That doesn't make sense to me. But if you're here and you're, and you're going and you're thinking, yeah, I've gone through things like that. Friends, let me encourage you that although things might not make sense, there is a God that makes sense out of everything. There is a God that loves you. There is a God that says, although things might not make sense to you right now, I still love you. I still have a plan for your life. Don't quit. Just hang on to the promise. I am here. I am working on your behalf. Because that is the God that we serve. Even when things get so upside down that we're saying, hey, I just want to throw in the towel. I just want to quit because I don't want to do this anymore. There's a God that says, do not give up because a miracle is coming. Do not give up because the answer is coming. Do not give up because I love you. Do not give up because that's why Christmas happened. Do not give up because that's why I did not heaven. I did not want heaven without you. Like we were singing. I do not want heaven without you. So I'm going to bring heaven down. That's when things don't make sense. And in the story that we read today, you know, Maybe something like that was happening. You know why? Because we see two young people, one younger than the other. We see Mary and Joseph, right? And that's what the story is about. Mary and Joseph. And they're going along in life like everything is going good. They're going along in life. They're making plans. They're engaged. And back then, an engagement was a little bit more serious than what engagements are now. Back then, an engagement was basically you were married. An engagement, the only thing that didn't happen was that you didn't consummate the marriage. The woman still lived with her parents, the man with his parents, or by himself, getting ready for the wedding. So it was a little bit more serious than now. So these are two people that have already planned their lives. They have planned their lives. They already knew what they wanted. They already said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then all of a sudden, in an instant, things don't make sense. All of a sudden, in an instant, something happens that, hey, and these people are ordinary people. You know, it's not like, uh, these are not the people like what we see in museums and in paintings now. You know, you might see a painting of Mary or a painting of Joseph and it looks, they look really heavenly and they have this, the, the gold halo around their heads. No, it wasn't like that when the story was really taking place. They were ordinary people. But how many of you guys here know that God is in the business of using ordinary people to do extraordinary things? God is in the business of saying, I don't care what you, somebody has told you. I don't care what life you, ha, you have believed. I don't care what, what someone in your past has told you, whether it's your parents, whether it's your co-worker, whether it's your boss. Whatever he told you, you choose to believe me because I use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And that's the God that we serve. That is the God that we serve. So these are two people, ordinary people, just doing life. And all of a sudden, God steps in. And God says, I'm going to use you for an extraordinary thing. Where is God stepping into in your life? Where is God saying, I'm here and I'm going to do an extraordinary thing in your life? 
What is he doing? Think about that. Think about that because God says, I am always working. God says, I am always doing something to bring you blessings. So here we are. Mary, let's, let's look at Mary for a, few, for a few moments. Mary, the 15, probably 15-year-old young Jewish girl, living in Nazareth, betrothed or, or engaged to a man to be married, kept herself pure, kept herself pure because that was a law of the land. It wasn't just, okay, just for, for appearance's sake. No, that was the law. Already living in a place where it wasn't the most famous place of all, you know, Nazareth, a little village. And Nazareth had a bad reputation. And we don't hear a lot about that, but they had a bad reputation. Why? Because they were real close to a Roman fort. They were a couple of miles away from a Roman fort. And you know, the Roman fort was full of Roman soldiers. And when Roman soldiers had days off and day passes, what did they used to do? They used to go to Nazareth to hang out with the Nazarene girls. So that was something that was already like a little stain on them. So, so apparently to get a good girl... It wasn't the easiest thing to do. So here is Mary. She's betrothed. And then all of a sudden, her life doesn't make sense. Why? An angel comes to her. Says, Mary, you're going to have a kid. You're going to be pregnant. And starts giving her the steps. And starts telling her what's going to happen. And starts saying, this is what's going to happen to you. 15-year-old girl. Imagine the choices that she would have to make in an instant. Just like some of us here today. There's comes things in our life that don't make sense that we will have to make choices in an instant. And we need to choose whether we're going to do what God says or do what the world says. And that was the choice that Mary was faced with. Because as the angel is telling her this, I can imagine. And it's not that I read it or anything like that. But I can imagine what must have been going through Mary's mind, right? Okay. If I say this, if I say yes to this. What are my parents going to think? If I say yes to this, what is Joseph going to think? If I say yes to this, what are my friends going to think? Can I tell you some church? Sometimes when we say yes to, 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 to God, there's a lot of other no's that have to go out. And there's a lot of others I don't care that have to go out. Because when God calls you, he's going to call you to do things that are extraordinary. He's going to call you to do things that to other people are going to seem crazy. He's going to call you to, to do things that to other people are going to, other people are going to say, are you out of your mind for doing that? No, God is calling me. So all these things are going through Mary's, Mary's mind. A 15-year-old lady, girl that in an instant decided to say, I am the Lord's servant. May what you have said come through in my life. It takes a lot of courage to do thank you, Paul. It takes a lot of courage to do that. To say, may what you have said come through in her mind. And you know what's awesome? Is that a lot of us don't notice it. We read through the passages and we don't pick up on it. God was not forcing Mary to say yes. Never. He just came and said, this is what I want to do. It was up to Mary to say, yes, Lord, use me. What is God trying to do in your life? He's not going to impose himself on you. He's not going to force you to do anything. He will come and he will say, this is what I have for you. This is the plan that I have for you. This is the road that I want to take you on. This is the decisions that you need to start making. But you know what? It's up to us to decide whether we're going to choose to do it, whether we're willing to pay the price. Because you know what? Following God always requires a price. It's not easy. It might not be easy at all the times, but it's the most blessed thing that you could ever do. 
to follow the living God, to follow the God that loves you and sent his son to die for our sins. So here's Mary, and she says exactly right away, he says, do what needs to be done in my life. Do what needs to be done in my life. So then we fast forward to Joseph, the other side of the story. And Joseph, we know, we, like we heard, he was a just man, because we just read it from the text. He was a man that followed the law. So he was a man that was probably, uh, for a Jewish man to be able to be married, he needed to be between 25 and 30 years old, because that's when they could provide, right? So here's the man that finds a girl that falls in love with, and says, this is the woman that I want. This is the woman that I want to spend the rest of my life with. This is the woman that I want to be the mama of my kids. And then this girl sits with him and says, I'm pregnant. Can you imagine what must have gone through Joseph's head? He probably, the first question that comes to his mind is, who's the dad? Because I'm going to go look for him. Because <laughs> it ain't me. And he knew that already. So we also know from the text that we read that he already had made up his mind to do something. He's, the text says that he was going to divorce her quietly. See, he, he was a good man. He was a lawful man. But he was a good man. But this is something that Joseph was doing and something that happens to us a lot of times when we find ourselves in the midst of something that doesn't make sense. We try to do the right thing, but we go about it the wrong way. Why? Because we leave God out of the equation. See, that's what was happening to Joseph at the beginning here. He's trying to figure all these things out, and he's probably trying to figure out what price he was going to pay. He's trying to figure out, okay, uh, here we go. I got some options here. I got some options here. I can just... Make a public example out of this girl. I can go to his dad and, and her dad and say, hey, this, she should talk to, you, to your daughter here. And I don't want to have her, have her as my wife. And he would have been in every right, his every right to do so. But you know what would have happened? Mary would have gone stoned to death. Because that was the law of the land. The law said that if a young maiden that was betrothed to be Mary was found to be not pure... That they could take her to the leaders of the, of the village, and they stoned her to death. That was one of the options that Joseph had in his hand. It was the right option, but it was up to him to pick. The other option was that he could marry her and put up with whatever it is that people were going to say about him. You know, hey, really? Really? You marry her? Oye, ¿qué pasó? You know, oye. And all the kind of things that were going on there. Or the third thing. To put her away quietly. And he was a just man. That was the decision that he was going to make. And I can imagine him going to bed that night, right after whatever happened, happened, and not being able to sleep. Who can sleep after years of planning and after all the, your hopes and dreams are dashed? And after everything that you're hoping for and after everything that you want to and out of life gets dashed. You guys know about that. Some of you guys know about that. Some of you guys know about praying for kids year after year after year after year, and they're still doing drugs. Some of you still know, hey, man, I want my wife to come back to God. And you've been praying, and you've been, and you've been building dreams, and you've been planning, and it's not happening. So, but you know what? God knows about that, too. You're not the only one that's going through that, because God says, wherever you're going through, I'm going through with you. And I'm there for you. And I'm your hope. And you can hang on to me. So Joseph, is, 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 is like, I can't sleep, finally makes a decision. And what happens in that dream? An angel comes to him, the same, same angel, Gabriel, right? And said, hey, do not be afraid. So when an angel says to someone, do not be afraid, what, what comes before that? Well, because the person is afraid. 
<laughs> right? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Go ahead and do. But this is what's going to happen. And then the angel goes ahead and does tell him the same thing that he told Mary. But still, it was up to Joseph to choose whether he's going to obey or go ahead and do what was the easy thing. And what is the easy thing? Sometimes it's easier to go along with what the world says and to obey God. And that's when we got to say, hey, it doesn't matter what price I got to pay. It doesn't matter what thing has to happen in my life. I am going to choose to always follow God because it's, it's better to obey God than to listen to what the world is saying. Because that's what we're here for. It's better to go and say, hey, I might have to pay a price. Yes, people might talk about me. Yes, people might ostracize me. Yes, people might say things about me. But you know what? The one that's telling me to do this is the one that loves me. Is the one that's never going to leave me alone. Is the one that's never going to leave me behind. Is the one that's always going to take me forward. Is the one that's going to always bless me. That's the choice that we need to make. And those were the choices that were, God, that were, that these two young people had to make. And, and you know what? It's choices that all of us will have to make. Because things that we talked about before, things in our lives sometimes are not going to make sense. Things in our lives sometimes are just going to be like, I don't know. I don't know why I've been doing this so many years and still have, nothing has changed. It is a mess. It is a mess. But you know what? Like we said here before, God is in the business of getting our messes and turning them into messages. That mess that you're going through, if you just stay faithful, if you just stay true to God, he will turn it around and other people around you will come to know God because of your mess. Because they're going to say, I don't know what you believe, but I know the mess that you're in. I know that things do not, are not making sense in your life. And how are you handling it? Can you please talk to me about it? How are you handling that thing that doesn't make sense? How can you be so peaceful? How can you be so, so joyful when I know the things in your life don't make sense. And that's when you can say, you know why? Because I follow the one true God. I follow the God that loves me and that will never leave me, that will never forsake me, that will always that has made promises to me. And that's, that's what we got to keep our mind on. So for the next few moments that I got left, I'm just going to share three words with you. I want to share three words with you that I think that if we apply to ourselves, as we're going through this season of Advent, as we're going through this season of Christmas, as we might find ourselves in situations that make no sense, because situations like that are going to happen in our lives, if we key on these words, if we apply these words to our life, I think they will help us. They will help us. They have helped me. I know they have helped me. So that's why I want to share them with you. And the first one that I want to share with you is prayer. When we find ourselves in situations that make no sense, when we find ourselves in situations that we say, I don't know what else to do here, prayer will get you through it. Prayer is the weapon that God has given you to say, hey, you can come to me, you can talk to me. Can you imagine having direct connection? Let's say that, you can, that they can tell you, you know what, you can have a direct line with the President of the United States and he will always pick up the phone and he will always answer you. You know what? You have a direct line with someone bigger than the president of the United States. And that is the God of the universe, the creator of everything, the one that loves you. And that is through prayer. That's what we do. We pray. We pray. And then as we pray, there's some little, little subtitles that go with that. Because sometimes we say, okay, pray. Yeah, pray. We pray for our food. Hey, God, thank you for our food. We pray. We pray very general prayers. 
But when we find ourselves in situations that make no sense, and we say, okay, we are going to pray. We are going to pray because we know that God is listening. We are going to pray because we know that God wants to work on my behalf. Then we need to pray for guidance. First thing we need to do is pray for guidance. We need to pray for guidance because sometimes we are in situations that we have no clue how we're going to get out of. We're in situations that we have no clue what to do, what the next step needs to, to be. But God does. So if we can see that in Proverbs 1.5, it's going to come up on the screen. Proverbs 1.5 says, let the wise listen and add to their learning. And let the discerning get guidance. Let the discerning get guidance. And you know, that's, that's, that's very, very, very strong point. Because you can say, yeah, okay, you know what, George? I have decided that I'm going to pray. I have decided that I need to go talk to God and let God handle all my problems. But you know what? I, I, it's just me. Well, friend, let me tell you something. As you look around here, it's not just you. This is a community. This is a family. That's why we're so into connect groups. That's why we're always encouraging you people to get in a connect group. Get an accountability partner. Come and do the things that you need to do to get better. If you need prayer for guidance, there's many, many tools that are at your disposal in this community. See, because this is not a building. We, this church is not a building. We are a people. We are a people that are here to serve you. We are a people that are here to say, hey, we will pray for you. There's pastors here that will say, hey, you can come and you can sit down and we will pray for you. If you need guidance, we will try to give you guidance. There's people in your connect groups that will do the same thing. You can, if there's things that you need to get rid of, there's, that's why we have different ministries. We have CR on Monday nights that you can come and you can hang out with people that you are going, you're going to listen to testimonies and you're going to say, hey, I'm not the only one that's going on through that. I'm not the only one. That, if God got that person through it, God is going to get me through it and I'm going to pray for guidance and I'm going to stand here and it doesn't matter how long I got to pray I'm going to keep praying I'm going to keep praying because you know what one day one day it's going to come through one day God is going to answer that prayer God answers every prayer God answers every prayer it's just a matter of are we just going to continue to wait if we have to or are we just going to throw in the towel and quit so we need to pray for guidance we need to pray for guidance and the next thing is we need to pray for wisdom we need to pray for wisdom because I don't know about you, but I need wisdom. I need wisdom sometimes. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do about this, but we need to pray for wisdom. And you know, in, in James 1.5, it talks about that. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should what? Ask God. And look, this is, this is a part that I love about this verse. It says, who gives what? But not, it doesn't only stop there. And look what it says, to who? All. All means every single one of us in this room. It doesn't matter where we come from. It doesn't matter what we do. You can say, yeah, George, that applies to you because you're a pastor and you're up there and he's going to give you wisdom. No, 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 no. It doesn't say only to George. It says to all. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It doesn't matter what you did this morning. It doesn't matter what you did in the parking lot. To all. If you need wisdom, you ask God for wisdom and he will give you wisdom. If you need wisdom, ask God for wisdom. He says he gives it generously and doesn't get mad about it. He gives it generously and doesn't say, well, I can't believe, dude. You asked me for wisdom yesterday. Are you stupid? How many times am I going to have to tell you? It didn't say that. It says, you ask for wisdom. I'll give you wisdom. You ask for wisdom. I'll give you wisdom. Don't stop asking for wisdom. Keep asking for wisdom. He says he won't hold it against you. He won't hold it against you. So ask for wisdom. That's awesome. And then pray for help. Pray for help. 
There is no shame in asking for help. And what better helper than God Almighty? That he has already told you, hey, you know what? If you need help, come to me. If you need help, come to me. If you read through the Psalms, in all the Psalms, he, he, he is your shield. He is your buckler. He is the one that goes before you. He is the one that fights for you. He is the one that protects you. He is the one that lifts you up. He is the one that carries you through. He is your shepherd. He is the one that's not going to let you stay in the valley. You know, what, 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 what better, better help than that do you need? And we can ask for help. And look, I'm going to give you a, a, a verse for help and it's I, I, it's Psalm 54 I believe 54 look at it if it can come on the screen I know it's going to come on the screen 54 4 look what it says surely God is my help the Lord is the one who does what the Lord is the one who sustains me the Lord is the one who sustains me it's not my wife it's not my kids the Lord is the one who sustains me the Lord is the one who sustains me. So when you're praying and you don't know what's going on in your life and you need help and you're ready to quit, the Lord is the one that sustains me. When, you're not, when you don't know what's going to happen, the Lord is the one that sustains me. When you don't know how you're going to pay the rent, the Lord is the one that sustains me. When you don't know where your kids are, the Lord is the one that sustains me. When you don't know what your husband or your wife is doing, the Lord is the one that sustains me. That's what we got to keep our minds on. That's what we got to keep our minds on. And the Lord will sustain us. And then, perspective. That's the other P word. Perspective. We have to keep everything that happens when things don't make any sense in our lives. We got to put it in perspective. Because you know what? Nothing lasts forever. Things will pass. Yeah. And I'm not minimizing whatever's going on because things are rough. Things are bad. Things don't make sense. But you got to put it in perspective. And I think that's what Mary and Joseph did. And when I say they put it in perspective, it's because they decided to look at the examples they had before. How do we know that? Because they were godly people. So they knew already that God had done for other people. Why could it do for them? What am I talking about? Well, imagine that Joseph and Mary are saying, okay, how is God? This doesn't make sense to us. Well, did it make sense for Noah? When God called Noah to do what, what Noah was supposed to do? Didn't make sense. God got him through it. Did it, call, did it make sense for Joshua? When God called Joshua and said, all I want you to do is get an army together, but get the worshipers, get Nate and the band to be in front. And walk around this city that hates you, that I don't know what they're going to be doing through the wall. But all you're going to do is walk around the city one time and then go home. Okay? And then tomorrow you're going to come out and you're going to walk around the city again and go home. Okay? Six times walk around the city and then go home. Walk around the city. What are you going to do? Are you going to stop at six? Are you going to keep going? Because you know what happened? On the seventh day, the walls came down. On the seventh day, the miracle came. On the seventh day, God answered. So don't quit. Don't quit. Look back. Look back at the examples that happens in your life. So when you find yourself in a situation that make no sense, look back. What has God got you out of in the past? And what makes you think he can't get you out of in the present? It doesn't matter how hard. It doesn't matter how bad it was in the past. He got you through it, right? Well, you know what? It doesn't matter how bad. It doesn't matter how hard it's in the present. He'll get you through it right, away, right again. You know why? Because he is the God of promises. He is the God that says, 
Hang on. Pray to me. Hang on. The miracle is coming. Hang on. Go one more time around the city. The miracle is coming. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Keep praying for your child. Keep praying for your wife. Keep praying for your husband. Keep praying for a job. Keep praying for your decisions. Keep praying because it's coming. The miracle is coming. The miracle is coming. It will come. It will come. Because that's the God we serve. That is the God we serve. That is the God we serve. So perspective. And then the last thing that I want to tell you, the last P word that I want to leave you with. Providence. We got prayer, we got perspective, and then we got the main thing. Providence. The living God. The creator of the universe. The one that says, I love you so much that that's why Christmas happened. You know why Christmas happened? Because I sent my son down to earth to live among you to say I love you I will die for your sins that's why Christmas happened so when things are messy when things don't make sense remember providence remember you have a God that's there for you remember you have a God that will give you peace remember you have a God that will redirect your path but they will affect it look at this I'm just gonna leave you with this thought sometimes this might be happening to some of you here today Sometimes God uses things that don't make sense, don't make sense to us, to positively redirect our lives. They might not make sense to us, but it's going to redirect our lives. See, if Mary and Joseph would have said no, guess what would have happened? God would have found someone else that would have done it. And who would have missed on the blessing? Mary and Joseph. But they allowed God, through the mess, to redirect their lives. And 2,000 years later, we're still talking about Mary and Joseph and the greatest story ever told. The greatest story ever told. Because that's how God works. He takes ordinary people who are willing, able, and available to be used by Him. And He does extraordinary things. What extraordinary thing is God want to do in your life? I believe that there's people in this room that God is getting ready to do extraordinary things with. I believe that there's people in this room that are going to be writing books for His glory. I believe that there's people in this room that are going to be preaching for His glory. I believe that there's people in this room that are going to build orphanages for His glory. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe in that providence? In that providence? And then the last verse that I want to leave you with is 1 Thessalonians 5.18. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Look what it says. It's come up on the screens, I hope. Come on. There it goes. It says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It didn't say, Do not give thanks when it doesn't make sense. It doesn't say only give thanks when things are going good. No, give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say give thanks only when you understand. It doesn't say give thanks only when I made it clear. It says give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And when you do that, then it follows and it says he will give you the peace that surpasses all understanding that in the middle of your mess in the middle of what it doesn't make sense you're going to have that peace you're going to because why because you're giving thanks because you're giving thanks because you're giving thanks because God loves you 
because before you loved him he loved you because that's why we celebrate Christmas that's why we're adventing that's why we're waiting in expectation for the great things that God is going to do in our lives amen, amen. I want to pray for a couple of people so in a moment if we can all stand to our feet I'm going to ask you all to bow your heads and close your eyes and I just I didn't do this in the 9 a.m. service but I feel like I, I want to do it here now If you're here today and you're saying, hey, I mean, you know what? I find myself in, in a situation in my life that it doesn't make sense. And I, and I don't know what else to do. If you're here and you find yourself in that situation, when I count to three, I just want you to raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. You know, we have privacy here. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's trying to see who's doing what. But if you're saying, man, we're going into this Christmas season and I am so stressed out, I am so messed up, things don't make sense in my life, I don't know what to do. When I count to three, you raise your hand. One, two, three, raise your hand. Dear Lord, you see all these people. Father God, I just pray right now that your Holy Spirit will come upon them right now, Lord. Father, that your peace that surpasses understanding will come upon them right now, Lord God. Father, I pray that you will bless them that you will prosper them, that if there's any chains that need to be broken, that you will break them, that if any provision that needs to happen, that you will provide for them. Father, whatever is in their hearts, I just pray that your Holy Spirit will start ministering right now, Lord God. Bring in peace, bring in strength, bring in courage, bring in blessings, Lord. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray for a second group of people. Yeah. If you're here today and you, you have heard the teaching, you have heard the message, and you're saying, yeah, I can relate to that. My life has been a mess for a while, and I, but I really don't have that relationship. You're talking about that. You, I celebrate Christmas. I go to Christmas parties. I give gifts. I get gifts. I return gifts. I do all the Christmassy things, but I've yet to have a real relationship with the real reason why we celebrate Christmas. Friend, let me give you the, the opportunity to leave here today knowing that you can leave here having a relationship with Jesus Christ, the reason that we celebrate Christmas. And this is a God that says, I love you so much that I sent my son to die for you. Because you know what? We were all sinners. And he needed to, to build a bridge between him and us. And the only way he did it was by giving us his son, Jesus, so that he can die for us. And you know, that's Jesus. That's the Jesus that wants to have a personal and intimate relationship with you. So in a moment, I'm going to count to three also. And if that's you, if you're saying, you know what? I want to have a relationship, an intimate relationship with that Jesus you're talking about. With a Jesus that we're talking about Christmas. With a real reason we celebrate this season. If that is you, when I count to three, I just want you to raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. We're not going to do anything, but I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And then, after that prayer, I'm going to tell you that we're going to give you a gift. And after that, you're going to know for sure. You're going to walk out of here knowing, for the first time in your life, you're going to celebrate a real Christmas. Because you have a relationship with the God that loves you. So if that is you here today, with all eyes closed, head bow. When I count to three, you raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand if you want Jesus to come into your life. If you want Jesus to have a relationship with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you back there. I see you. God bless you back there. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Anybody else? So good. Jesus is calling. <clears throat> You're not here by accident. 
You're here because God wanted you here to hear his voice. God wanted you here to hear his word. He's calling to have a relationship with you. Anybody else before we pray? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Those of you that raise your hand, I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. It's a repeat after me prayer. It's a prayer that's basically what it's saying is, Lord, I'm admitting that I'm a sinner, that I want to have a relationship with you, that I want you to forgive me of my sins. And then from today on, I want to live for you. And the whole church is going to repeat this prayer with us. Because at one point or another, most of us say that prayer. So if you raise your hand, it's between you and God. You mean it to God. It's between you and God. I'm just facilitating so you can repeat after me. If you were one of the ones that raised your hand, repeat after me. Dear Jesus. I open my heart. I ask you to come inside. To forgive me of my sins. To wash me clean. From this day forward, I want to follow you all the days of my life. I believe in you and I put my trust in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, can you give a round of applause to these people? We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.